Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, Chapter 11. This chapter of the book of John records the last great public miracle by Jesus and the crescendo of his earthly supernatural work. It is here that Jesus proves that he has the power over life and death. The name Lazarus has subsequently become synonymous with one coming back from the dead, quote unquote. It is the symbol of all who would follow all those whose earthly bodies will one day cease but will arise again to find their Savior waiting. Though not specifically mentioned in chapter 11, Jesus now stands clearly in the shadow of the cross. After chapter 10's attempt on his life, the ministry of Jesus toward the masses was now effectively at its end. He delivered his message, and now the rest was up to them. Sadly, they would overwhelmingly choose no, just as most today will so choose. They even will taste of the good word of God and will still fall away. And they may have rejected the light, but they could not and will not quench that light. After all the chastisement of chapter 10, we now see in chapter 11 the glory of God in defiance of his rejection by men. That rejection will come at a very expensive and eternal price. Indeed, we all will fall into the hands of the living God one day. That, for many of us, will indeed be a fearful thing. Even with the cross now so very close, and all the hatred and rejection on the table, Christ would still perform a miracle that would be, even to today, unsurpassed. In defiance of them all, Jesus would vindicate his glory. Beginning in verse 1 of chapter 11, we read, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus from Bethany of the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who had anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. The sisters therefore sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he for whom you have great affection is sick. Now this certain man, Lazarus, was actually, effectively, a nobody from nowhere. He was, no doubt, just a small man in the eyes of the world, but he was a friend of Jesus, and that made him special beyond words. Jesus was seldom found in the homes of kings and rulers, nor did he find comfort in the presence of the rich and powerful. No, the individuals found in this passage, they were small people, just like you and me. But again, Lazarus was more than just a believer. He was the friend of Jesus. The world is full of those who believe Jesus is the Son of God, but you know there are very few who can righteously call themselves an actual friend of Christ. A friend is loyal and passionate and unmovable when it comes to his comrade. John 15, 15 says, I have not called you servants, but friends. Once again, this was the Mary who had poured the expensive oil on the 
feet in the head of Jesus, much to the disdain of the pious, self-righteous folks who stood and bore witness that day. I guess they didn't get it. You know, such folks never understand, and they still don't today as they watch you pour out your life on Jesus. These sisters, Mary and Martha, they sent him a message. He for whom you have great affection is sick. And now, it's not really a request, really, more just the facts of the situation. A bowing to, quote, thy will be done, end quote. They knew he loved them. And that he knew what needed to be done, and that he, it seemed, well, that was enough. How many of us are so quick to tell Jesus what ought to be done, and how he ought to do it? Verse 4 says, But when Jesus heard it, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that God's Son may be glorified by it. Hmm. But Jesus, Lazarus did die, did he not? Well, it's clear here that Jesus did not think the same way about death as we do. For Jesus, the passing of the temporary bodies, that's not death. No, for Jesus' death, real death, that's what comes after all of that. If we do it right, our first passing, well, that can actually bring glory unto God through the resurrection of each of us into eternal life. In defiance of all those who did not believe, Jesus would now manifest his glory and power, as well as the love for his friends by bringing Lazarus back from the temporary state of death. What a strange and wonderful idea. In a final act as his children, our passing can give one last opportunity to manifest the glory of Jesus Christ. What an awesome premise. There must be nothing like sticking it to the devil on the way out the door. Verse 5 we read, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When therefore he heard that he was sick, he stayed two days in the place where he was. Hmm, let's see if we get this straight now. Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, and he loved them so much that when he heard Lazarus was sick, instead of going to heal him immediately, he stayed put for two days. Well, it seems we have a lot to learn about true agape love, don't we? Now, our reasoning would be that if Jesus really loved them, he would have dropped everything to rescue Lazarus and save Mary and Martha from their pain. But he didn't. He said he loved them, and yet he did not rescue them. You know, part of our growing up in Jesus is to come to the realization that God's delays are not always denials. His no's, when they do come, are not because he doesn't love us. They actually come because he loves us. For sure, Mary and Martha knew where to go when they were in need. They knew he had the power to change things. They knew who was ultimately in control. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.